0: You're listening to the Revenge of the Birds podcast, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network, hosted by Blake Murphy Seven and Johnny Touchdown, all about your Arizona card. Hello, welcome in Arizona Cardinals fans. This is the Revenge of the Birds podcast, part of the SB Nation podcast network. We talk about your Arizona Cardinals who are sitting currently with a 5-3 and three record, heading into a game against the Buffalo Bills at home. My name is Blake Murphy. I'm the co-host of the Revenge of the Birds podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at BlakeMurphy7. And joining me here is the venerable John Venerable, at Johnny Venerable on Twitter. And, John, we get to talk about a Bills game that probably is a little bit more important now than we thought it may have been, considering the fact that the Cardinals lost to the Miami Dolphins last week. How are you feeling about the team coming into the uh game against the bills after you know getting a couple of players back from COVID and not hearing that there is going to be really any type of injury issues that we're aware of for the most part outside of things that we've already known it's kind of similar to last week john
1: yeah and and welcome everybody thanks for for hopping on and joining us in our second podcast of the week And you hit the nail on the head, Blake. The Cardinals, to me, they want to get the bad taste out of their mouth from a week ago. I think they've grown um, with regard to where they've come earlier in the season when they had those back-to-back losses. Uh, We heard um, multiple players in the Cardinal locker room after they lost to Detroit say that it carried over into the Carolina game, which is unacceptable, but understanding for a team uh, this young, still learning how to win. So we'll see how, how much they've grown from that experience. And, and listen, if they're not able to play good football Sunday, they're going to get beat sig- significantly or handedly by a Buffalo team that's 7-2 and, and and playing its best football right now. Um, but I, I like where the Cardinals are at from a, a talent perspective, an injury perspective. Uh, they should have everybody back this week, uh, pending somebody like Kenyon Drake, we'll see. And, and he was missed last week, of course, against Miami. Uh, but I still have all the confidence in the world in, in Chase Edmonds. And, you know, Buffalo's got some some nice defensive players personnel-wise, but I don't think they're playing as well defensively as Miami. And, and you saw what Kyler Murray was able to do against Brian Flores' vaunted defense. Um, you know, the issues for me, Blake, are will this Cardinal defense be able to bounce back and defend what is a very explosive buff, Buffalo offense that's that's playing good football right now? They've got two capable backs, uh, multiple receivers of note, including former Arizona Cardinal John Brown. John Josh Allen is playing his best football year to date, um, and they're firmly in control in that AFC East. Um, But, you know, you think about the the magnitude of back-to-back home games and if you lose back-to-back home games, what that does for morale. And, you know, I've seen statistics this year about, well, there's no real home field advantage this year in the NFL. I mean, they're still going to have majority of the fans in the stadium, over 4,000 fans, be rooting for the Cardinals. Um, And so they need to take advantage of that and feed off the energy. And I think just getting somebody like Byron Murphy back, who I mean by the end of the year, Byron Murphy could very well be their their top corner on the roster. He's not there yet, I still think that's Peterson, but he, he is coming into his own and i I fully believe that if if he had played last week, Blake the Cardinals would have won that game. I think he means that much for this defense and instead they were they were trotting out practice squad level players they were trotting out players of of um you know no note and uh, it, it was frustrating to yeah. watch, but it was like you know and you're in a you know, a sword fight with both hands behind, tied behind your back. I just think it's it's one of those scenarios at the end of the day where you have to chalk it up to the status of the the climate of where we're at as a society, as a country, and everybody has has COVID cases. Everybody's got players that have been removed and, and, and key players in critical games, and so we can't put our heads, heads down and pout. But, you know, in all actuality, the Cardinals... Likely win that game if they if they have Byron Murphy. But the good news is he's back. He's feeling good this week. They need his uh, physicality. They need his ability to, to to rough up a John Brown. To to maybe shadow a Stephon Diggs at times. Um, they're going to need him to to come up and play the run. So I'm excited to have him back and. You know, of course, you get a Devon Kennard back to go with a really nice rotation now with Marcus Golden um, and uh, Hassan Reddick. That, that's a that's become, I would argue, a position of strength and versatility, and you throw Dennis Garnett in there. Um, they're set, I believe, at, at edge rusher. It's, you know, up the middle defensively that I have concerns specifically at disrupting five-technique defensive tackle and inside linebacker but you know to me it's going to be offense versus offense it's going to be a a shootout that we've seen you know each of the last you know two games for the cardinals um will they be able to force josh allen who is mistake prone into bad turnovers can they you know force a fumble you know force an interception you know he's he's been known to throw interceptions in the red zone um because i think kyler murray and the offense is is are going to continue what they've done over the last really month of the season in which he only has I think one interception in his last four games he's that being Kyler Murray he's been his most efficient throwing the football now everybody was wondering at the beginning of the season you know the rushing yards the rushing touchdowns were there where were the passing touchdowns those are coming in are and they're coming in bunches now he's got three in each of the last two games uh with just one interception so six to one uh as well as a multiple uh multitude of of rushing yards and, and rushing touchdowns so he, he is playing at an MVP-type level, Blake, and it's just when will the defense be able to complement him enough to start securing – these critical victories and all end this kind of opening rant with a message mm-hmm. from Patrick Peterson that I think is 100% factual that they are treating every game now like a playoff game and we said it earlier this week if you want to be considered and I still think the Cardinals find a way to make the postseason but if you want to be considered a, a playoff team you're going to have to beat some playoff teams uh, to, to, to date right now the only team that looks like they're going to make the postseason of the Cardinals victory so far this year is the Seattle Seahawks and it took you know winning by the skin of the their teeth and over overtime at home to do that you lost last week against a Miami team that looks like they're playoff bound now you've got a series of games against the aforementioned Seahawks Buffalo this weekend the Rams in your own division you've got playoff teams on your schedule that you need to take care of if you want to be considered you know a contending team in the NFC and so what better chance than now with a you know they're not on a national stage but this is going to be one of the most anticipated matchups of the weekend and I expect the Cardinals to play better defensively and who knows one turnover with the way the Cardinals offense is playing could be enough Blake to to swing this in their favor.
0: Yeah, John, the Cardinals in this aspect, like Josh Allen, like uh, we can talk about how maybe Kyler Murray is having an underappreciated season. Josh Allen is also having, likewise, another underappreciated season. He's got 25, almost 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, and five interceptions. A lot of what we've seen this season, John, is that Allen's been able to play a combination of mistake free football. And in part of that, it's due to the receiving talent that the bills now have the run game is it's all right. Like they get what they need to out of the likes of Devin Singletary and a player that we talked about the Cardinals that we knew had interest in and uh, bringing in possibly in like the third or the fourth round um, in Zach Moss. Uh, he's kind of Moss has taken over essentially as kind of their past catching back and he's been fine, but really it's ultimately about that 10 personnel when the, Uh, or even the 11 personnel where the Bills are able to have Josh Allen using that mobility to extend the plays. He's been very difficult to bring down. Uh, Some stats at least is there is he actually has been essentially more elusive than Kyler Murray this season. So if you're going to blitz a guy like that who's big and strong at 6'6", who's got a lot of mobility, he can burn you with his legs if you blitz him. He can also burn you with his arm, having the likes of a, a number one receiver like Stephon Diggs, having a guy like John Brown over the top. And then one of the undersung players that they have, at least uh, Cole Beasley, their slot receiver, he's just a good route runner. You talk about like the Hunter Renfro's, the Wes Welker's, these kind of smaller shifty guys who just know how to get open underneath. They can bail their quarterbacks out of a lot of problems. And that's, I think, the big matchup that you're going to see, John, is it's going to be which defense can make a play. Like you said, the Cardinals are getting Byron Murphy back this week. They're expecting that Buda Baker, who is – Uh, He's not practiced the last few days. They're expecting him to still play. So you're going to be looking at probably like your full secondary as well as the likes of Marcus Golden uh, against a pretty talented Buffalo defense up front. Like they've had Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison rushing the passer. Ed Oliver as a player who's always pretty dangerous. And they've got a solid linebacking court as well with the likes of Tremaine Edmonds being kind of their mic. It's really going to, I think, come down to Uh, can the Cardinals get a a matchup? And I I wanted to at least give a shout out the uh, Rise Up Sea Red podcast, kind of our sister podcast that we have with uh, Seth Cox host along with um, Jess from the, I should say USA Today site. Uh, They talked about how they feel like that the biggest matchup in this game is going to be is Tredavious White, uh, a player who the, Buffalo Bills right now. He's been limited in practice the last few days with an ankle injury. Can DeAndre Hopkins take advantage of that? If White plays, he's been limited in practice. Most people think he'll play. He got hurt at the end of the Seahawks game. Can DeAndre Hopkins go off against him and have a big game, or is Kyler going to have to look a different way? Because the matchup to watch, as they said on that podcast, would be Josh Norman uh, against the likes of Christian Kirk. If Christian Kirk is able to get open on a you know slower kind of guy who can bite a bit more, he's not been as impressive, and Josh Norman, who's also been limited, that may be the big difference in the game. You talk about as far as with how the Cardinals seem to, you know, end up having slow starts on offense, how their rushing attack is very, very special. Uh, The strength against strength, for the most part, at least, for these two teams is going to be in these offenses and being able to, you know, be effective in running the football with Allen or with Murray and then being able to make some of these big plays downfield with these strong-armed quarterbacks. And I think it's going to be similar to the Miami game in a lot of ways, John. It just really is going to depend on what you can do with those turnovers. I think this is a game or the Cardinals need to take advantage at least of the Bills and the fact that they've got some guys who are hurt banged up who just had a big win and come out with a lot of intensity cuz the Bills right now as you said John at 7 and 2 they've got a game or two they can you know kind of go through and make up from their trying to get past some of these other teams and get a number 1 seed But this is one of those spots where who's going to be more desperate for the win, I think, ultimately is who takes this game. The Cardinals coming off of a loss and with facing Seattle on a short week, this is huge for them, I think, at least, to be able to see this and to play desperately for the win. Not play dumb, but play desperately. And I'm looking especially at the likes of Marcus Golden and Hassan Reddick to be able to um, get pressure without necessarily having to force Vance Joseph to blitz guys. Because we've seen, John, when you blitz Kyler Murray, he's got the legs to be able to essentially burn teams taking off for a number of yards or being able to adjust. Josh Allen is the same way in that regard. Uh, There was an interesting uh, anecdote, at least I'll uh, say before I send it back to you, is that the Bills were essentially having to use one of their wide receivers or kick returners and Matt Barkley, the backup quarterback, to kind of simulate Kyler Murray and the practice squad because they didn't have any other backup quarterback that was able to be even close to it. So they're trying to prepare as best as they can for the role. It's still hard to prepare for Kyler, but... I think this is going to be one of those spots where the Cardinals need to come out. And what we want to see is them showing that, yeah, it was a talent deficiency last week. When the Cardinals are healthy, they're going to be able to be the better team defensively. Because, again, John, when you're talking about this, we know the Cardinals will put up yards and points. What it really comes down to the NFL is can you protect the football, put up points, you know, do what you're supposed to do, convert in the red zone and not leave wasted opportunities. And can you force a mistake or two on defense? Because as we've seen with the Cardinals this season – When they've been lacking in one of those areas, either turning the ball over or just not being able to make any type of plays on defense, those are the three games that they've lost this season. And you can't afford that against a Buffalo Bills team if you're going to drop to five and four. And suddenly you're starting to look at an NFC that may be starting to slip away from you and even a division that may completely get away from you if the Seahawks are that team that's able to pull off a win in Thursday after.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, you mentioned turnovers being the, the recipe for success for this Cardinal defense, and I would agree. I think it puts too much emphasis on the offense to, to think about having to score on every possession. I mean, I, I feel like we're gutted when the Cardinals don't score a touchdown and have to settle for a field goal, and, and that's not the way it, it should be. Their margins for error should not be that small, because if that ends up happening, then you're going to get Kyler Murray and other players pressing and feeling like they have to score seven just to stay in the game. And that's a problem in and of itself. I mean the defense should be able to get two to three stops a game, force a couple punts here and there. And and you know, I I, I know we have short memory and the and the fact that they played so poorly against Miami. Um, the Cardinals did spot Miami seven points to begin that game and the Cardinal defense did play well over the last three quarters against Seattle. So so we know they're they're capable of doing that. But when is the opportune time for them to put together a complete game? We really haven't seen them do that yet. Maybe maybe the Washington game um, that they put together a complete game. Dallas is is so hit or miss because Dallas looks like one of the worst f- teams in all of football. You know, this would be a good time for them to come out and assert themselves. I mean, Buffalo outplayed Seattle last week for the first half, but then essentially just ha- hung on for dear life in the third and fourth quarter and got outplayed and and we're we're lucky to win that game this is a buffalo team that doesn't blow people away they've got a a a turn or a point differential of plus nine so i mean they've allowed 233 points they've just they've done enough in you know crucial spots give them credit to, to come away with victories but i mean they beat the jets by eight They beat them earlier in the year by 10. They barely beat Miami in Week 2 by 3. They had a a really nail-biter against the LA Rams by 3. The the Raiders, they beat by 7. The Patriots, they beat by 3. Cam could have easily won that game at the end. This is a team that starts out fast and plays well early and then just attempts to do enough over the last quarter, quarter and a half to secure the victory. So if the Cardinals are able to flip the script like the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs did against this Buffalo team and their two losses, I think that would bode very well. The Cardinals need to start fast and then the defense, if they're able to secure a stop or two here or there in the first half and the Cardinals can maybe go into halftime with a lead, that bodes well for their second half chances and and, and being able to secure this victory. Uh, I, I think that what we're going to see it is an aggressive defense that has to bring pressure early and often and, and emphasizing wrapping up. I would say if this was the Josh Allen of the of his first two years in the NFL, you would play a lot of zone and just and dare him to complete routine passes because his completion percentage was below average each of the last two years. Well, this year it's up around 68. very similar actually to Kyler Murray. Um, so you're not just able to play the soft zone like Vance loves to do and expect Josh Allen not to hit open targets. So I would be aggressive. I would bring Buda off the edge. I would bring Brian Murphy off the edge. I'd have multiple fronts. You know, the Cardinals are going to have an array of, of different play. This is the healthiest I, I, I think the Cardinals defense has been uh, at, at any point this season. They've got Chris Banjo back. They've got Jalen Thompson back. They've got all of their corners back outside of maybe Drake Kirkpatrick, but we think he might be able to play. Um, Jordan Hicks looks like he's gonna come back. they really the only player that, that they do that they don't have is Chandler Jones and to a lesser extent Zach Allen, but they've got most of their guys. And oh, by the way, you've got a young emerging inside outside linebacker and Isaiah Simmons that's starting to play more and more as the weeks go on. And and you mentioned in your initial point, Blake, about that that turnover margin. Um What we've seen from DeAndre Campbell, Devondre Campbell and Jordan Hicks has been steady play at times, but they've looked slow in recent weeks. And I I put an article out on revengeofthebirds.com this week to, to follow up on some tweets that just their play recently has just not been good enough. And I know Campbell had a sack last week against Miami, but just in coverage, they've looked particularly slow. Jordan Hicks has had a big falling off this year, um, which is unfortunate because he's a really good guy. He's a team captain, but he has zero force fumbles, zero interceptions, um, one pass defense. He just doesn't look as explosive as he did a year ago. And that's where I think being able to insert somebody like Isaiah Simmons, that's a lightning rod that has an ability we've seen in limited snaps, to snatch a ball out of the air and secure an interception i mean think about the limited touches or defensive snaps that, that simmons has had compared to hicks and campbell and he's got the interception between the three of them that's just his instincts his ability his his attributes i mean he's, he's taller than both of those individuals at almost f- six five so I, ju- I just think that you can i can live with some laps from simmons defensively you know missing you know, an assignment on an end around or something like that, or being out of position. But I, but I also know that when he's in position, he gives this team a much better chance to succeed. There were some really encouraging takeaways from Simmons' play last week that have come from some some deep dives from some of our favorite Twitter followers, Blake, about how well he played, and he's got, um, I think, his grade via pff is is in the low 60s but if you take away that first matchup against kyle shanahan it's almost 70 and i know again he hasn't played a whole lot but just for context's sake both Devondre campbell and jordan hicks are i think 45th and 59th respectively of all inside linebackers in football rankings via pro football focus and again that's not the end-all be-all but just let your eyes tell you the story. Simmons looked good last week. He made a couple key tackles on the opening drive. And, oh, by the way, that I think that was Miami's one and only punt or or, or outside of the punt right before the half. I mean, he was everywhere, and I just want to see more of him this week against a, a Buffalo defense offense that I think will further expose the Cardinals' current starting linebackers' limitations. Um, and I, I just – at what point do you rip the band aid off and say, you know, Devondre Campbell's on a one year deal. What are you clinging on to? Jordan Hicks looks like he could be, you know, maybe a cap casualty after this year with just a couple more years on his deal, not a lot of guaranteed money left. I mean, what we've seen in recent weeks just hasn't been good enough. And I would love to see an injection of youth on the back end with Simmons because they're going to need him if they're going to have a chance to slow down some of these upcoming offenses, and in particular Buffalo this weekend.
0: Absolutely, John. The uh, other news that will be interesting is that uh, the Cardinals' new cornerback, Jonathan Joseph, is expected to have a role against the buffalo bills this week we're not sure how big of a role that's going to be it's similar to kind of how isaiah simmons is you'd assume he'll be part of the rotation will that allow the cardinals to be able to utilize a bit more of different looks as far as uh, moving Buda baker around in the slot being able to you know are they going to guard more of that 10 personnel with uh, four wide receivers on the field by Just putting four cornerbacks out there that's one possibility that we're expecting he's an older veteran i think that he'll fit here in this system a little better than where he was because you know he's not going to be as far as corners go vance isn't one of those guys who's going to drop them back and have them play a ton of zone all the time a lot of times it's sticking to your man there will be occasional calls he'll throw in like we got to see the patrick peterson at deep safety type of look a lot of this i think is going to essentially come down to are you able to um be a good enough defense is uh, what the buffalo bills have shown is that when they've faced a Really, really good defense. They've had struggles. Uh, You look at the schedule for the Bills this year, and it's kind of very, very up and down. They're a team that excels against bad defenses and then struggles against better ones. Uh, They basically blew out the Jets, of course, to start the year. They also blew out the Seahawks. Those are probably your two worst defenses in the NFL right now, but they only beat the Dolphins by three. They only beat the Rams by three. They even let the Rams come back huge in the second half. Uh, it took some of those defensive uh, and offensive adjustments for the most part. Uh, they beat the Raiders by one score, but they got blown out 42-16 to 16 by the Titans and looked pretty helpless against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs weren't necessarily like even looking like a world beater in that game. So uh, the, the craziest one of all, at least if you're going to look at this, is the Bills' last three games are incredibly different. They beat the Jets by eight points. It was a close game all throughout. They came with a last fourth quarter touchdown. They beat the Patriots by three points and then they hang 44 on the Seahawks still letting them come back. Uh, But really, John, it's been like we've talked about with it. The inconsistency that we've seen for the most part, hasn't necessarily been the, um, the bills like, you know, getting stuff handed to them. It's, Kind of recognizing that they're in a similar tier as the Cardinals. They're not really an elite team this year because of some of these mistakes or, you know, like we saw, getting blown out in that Titans game. Uh, But they are still a very good team. This is a playoff team you're going up against. What I think it's going to mean, John, is that if the Cardinals and Bills are similar in how their quarterbacks are mobile, how they've got a lot of talent on defense, can rack up sacks, but also have inconsistencies, I think this is one of those games where both the Cardinals and Bills are going to play to their level of competition. And in this sense, you have to be able to say, if you're the Cardinals, you have to be that team that's going to say, we're going to go out and have that assurance and win. And what I appreciate about Kyler Murray is that if you listen to a lot of the response to, you know, after he went off in that press conference and became big news, it became a huge factor. Because his teammates came out and said essentially the opposite of what a lot of media said. Like they called out and you look at what people like Larry Fitzgerald even said and said, hey, like, you know, we're talking about a guy like Kyler Murray, like he's just striving to be the best for that one. And Kyler himself is saying, hey, it's year two. We're not going to say we'll do this year six or year seven for that one. Uh, he even said you never know when your last snap is going to be. That type of mentality, I think, is something that his other teammates have expressed or talked about about how – you know, he, this is the time is now the NFC doesn't have any like dominant teams. This isn't a case where you're, you know, the 2015 Cardinals, knowing that you're a step behind the Carolina Panthers needing a lucky break or two. It's not like you're watching the Seahawks who are in the division lead, go out and win continually and be unstoppable. This is essentially a time is now game for the Cardinals to prove their metal. And when they had a game like this, similarly against the Seattle Seahawks, they rose to the occasion. They also rose to the occasion against the Miami Dolphins last week, despite getting punched in the mouth. They just were not able to make a play on defense and gave up a chance to win the game last week. Uh, what are you going to be looking for in this game, John? Because what I want to see overall is progress from the Cardinals early. They adjusted against the Dolphins. It took a little bit of time, but they made adjustments in a way that other NFC West teams like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVeigh were not able to make at all. Um, but they weren't able to make as many defensive adjustments on that side too, and Cliff ultimately made a poor decision. I want to see the continually aggressive Cliff go out there and make the plays to win the game, and I want to see the defense be the one that gave them an opportunity. What are you looking for for the Cardinals this week?
1: Boy, I think I want an aggressive defense. I want a defense that is flying around the football, making Josh Allen uncomfortable, uh, I put this out on Twitter. You know, I want Jordan Hicks to, to make an impact against his former team. He had nine and a half sacks a year ago. And I get it, sacks aren't everything. But he's got two this year, and, and he's been a liability against the run. The Cardinals paid Jordan Hicks a lot of money to be a disruptor on the defensive line. I think you and I would both agree the Cardinals still don't have that that alpha-A level player on the defensive line like they did with, you know, Calais Campbell and Darnell Dockett. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, this is the kind of game where we need him to step up. You know, Leckie Foto's been fine, but he's a rookie. I don't think that's, that's you know, the ask of him should not be the same as Jordan Phillips. Same with a, a Josh Morrow or a Rashard Lawrence or an Angelo Blackson. Corey Peters and, and Jordan Phillips need to be disruptive on the interior of the Cardinal defensive line to make Josh Allen uncomfortable. Because what I've seen from the Cardinal edge rushers is Hassan Reddick's like top 10 in tackle for losses issue. I think we both agree. Marcus Golden fit in beautifully last week and is only going to to continue to to ascend. Devondre Campbell needs to play well. I I would just challenge all of the Cardinal free agents that they signed in the offseason. Where are you at? We need you to be players. Devon Devon Canard, Jordan Phillips, Devondre Campbell. We need you guys to play up. These are critical games. The Cardinals have an offense capable, more than capable of being a postseason team. It's up to the defense now. You know, Buda Baker, highest paid safety in football. Jalen Thompson, a lot of people think can be a really nice player. They got a full deck this week, Blake, and I I just, you don't have to hold them to under 20 points, but you need to give the offense an opportunity for an extra possession or two give them a chance to have good field position i, I am so tired of, of watching eight to ten play drives from opposing offenses or even even less that they just kind of you know gracefully go down the field and, and score at will so this is the biggest game of of the year for vance joseph and his defense and i think it's going to tell us a lot about maybe where this team is trending in the second half because you just mentioned it like who do they have next week They've got the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. You don't think the Seahawks will be out for blood after the the Cardinals beat them on Sunday Night Football. The Cardinals need this game, and I know it's out of division again, out of conference, but you need to show people you're a big boy football team and coming out of the bye, I mean, we can't be looking at potentially three straight losses. you got to get your you-know-what together in the sense that if you want to be considered a a playoff-level contender that is going to be taken seriously defensively, you cannot be as bad as you were last week. I don't think they will be. I think they've got enough talent coming back that they're going to be much more active defensively. But man, oh man, if we're sitting here, Blake, next week and we're talking about the Cardinals putting up 35 points in a loss, that is going to be a huge indictment on Vance Joseph. And, and, the, and the clocks, if it's not already ticking, it's going to start until it explodes in, in the sense of his firing is impending.
0: Yeah, and it's rough because what we've seen overall has been a massive step forward and improvement. What the Cardinals struggled in last week was the situational football that Vance Joseph had been so good at. They struggled to get off the field on third down. There were long drives that were made. Some of that was with Tua's legs, and that factor. It's hard sometimes to just prepare for a mobile quarterback who's able to make plays like that. And in the red zone, the Dolphins went three of three, and they got a bonus, like you said, John, from that uh, fumble six that happened on the first play of the game. And while the Cardinals were able to, you know, like there's a great article by Stephen Ruiz who broke down the chess match. Like we talked about Cliff Kingsbury beat Brian Flores at that game to the fact that something neither Sean McVay nor even um, something that uh, uh, Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan was able to do. And part of the reason for that is because they have Kyler Murray. And that's really what's shown, I think, is that. We do take him for granted, I think, a lot, John, for the fact that, you know, we never felt like the Cardinals were out of that game, that they had a chance to win that game. Despite it being a team that is essentially kind of trounced any team that hasn't had a quarterback who's been mobile, and even some of those who were, they were, you know, able to basically beat up on. The only thing, at least, I think that's going to basically match up is the Cardinals have to be able to be effective in being able to run the football, I think, this week, because that's one area I think the Bills are – a bit weaker at is that and play action we got to see the titans uh, essentially dominate for a lot of that and buffalo came out didn't play as strong of a game i think that's what you're going to want to see so uh, as we kind of wrap up for all this i think looking at it for where it is uh, who's kind of one player that you feel like that is going to be kind of the deciding factor in this game because for me i feel like that it's ultimately going to come down to the uh, pass protection in terms of the the bills are much more of a four three defense and the Cardinals at least are a team that when we've watched this year, the struggle that they had the most was against a similar defense in the Carolina Panthers, because they found ways to deal with the blitz. Some teams and quarterbacks haven't found a way to deal with the blitz. But if Buffalo is a team that can get pressure with just four drop seven, then it's gonna really come down to, hey, I like Kyler, he if he's gonna have a, a spy on him and not be able to rush for a bunch of yards and Buffalo can cover That's going to be rough. I'd love to see them be able to get um, the likes of Chase Edmonds be able to step up so they can be able to hit on some of these big plays to Christian Kirk. To me, that I think is going to be the difference in the game because Buffalo, we know, they're going to make big plays. Stephon Diggs, he's going to have some great catches. We don't know who's going to get matched up on him. We're assuming it'll be Patrick Peterson. And these are the types of receivers Peterson struggles with. So I think if Patrick Peterson can shut down Stefan Diggs, that's going to be a huge edge for the Cardinals because we know on the other side that the Cardinals will have a mismatch with Christian Kirk up against Josh Norman and potentially with Tredavious White, who while he is one of the best corners in the game, he's going to get matched up on a pretty healthy DeAndre Hopkins while he's been limited in practice all week. And, You got to think, John, they're going to target Hopkins more in the first half than they did last week, and we saw the impact that he made with penalties, and Hopkins even said he wishes that penalty yardage would count towards your total yardage, which isn't the case in the NFL, but it just shows the impact that the Cardinals have ultimately at the receiving position, and I think that's how they'll have to win is... Go or blow with Buffalo, play mistake free football. And I think that that's the biggest thing that you can do in this game is, you know, be the one that takes it out and punches Buffalo in the face versus having to recover from being hit yourself. What are your thoughts on who's a player who needs to step up as we wrap up today?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll continue to harp on Jordan Phillips, but then on the flip side offensively, I you know, the offensive line only gave up one sack last week, but I didn't think they played particularly well. I thought that, you know, give Miami court credit, they were always around Kyler I, I would like to see the offensive line have a bounce back game um, and especially from a run blocking standpoint because you know people are critical of Chase Edmonds there was no place to run and, and he broke tackles where he could so I'll, I'll challenge the entire offensive line to play better against a, a tough you know front four for Buffalo with a, a defensive head coach and Sean McDermott but you know I, I don't know if J.R. Sweezy is going to play in in replace of Justin Murray but I know that Justin Pugh and Mason Cole have to be better than they were last week. I thought the tackles were okay, um, but I I saw Pugh and Cole not play up to what we are, are, you know, generally expecting, especially Pugh when you you consider his cap hit. So um, he's one player I'll be keeping an eye on. But as far as my, you know, Official prediction goes, Blake, as we, as we wrap up today's pod, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Cardinals bounce back and play well enough uh, to, to win this football game. And, and the defense, I think, makes a play or two that changes it. So I'm going to say the Cardinals uh, secure a 30-27 to 27 victory over the visiting Buffalo Bills.
0: Gosh, I almost don't want to pick a winner in this game because I have no clue who it's going to be. I feel like the Arizona, like we've talked about, will adjust and come back a bit better. So I feel similarly that this is going to be seen for them as a huge game. Um, I do feel like that coming off of the bye, there was some distractions. There were some issues. They're going to get another game for that. I'll also pick the Cardinals to win. It wouldn't shock me, though, John, if it ends up being like a 37 or 38-30 type of game with either team being the one that wins and walks away. I feel like it may come down to ultimately a decision that's made by Cliff Kingsbury to either kind of go for the throat and go for the win or maybe even on Buffalo's standpoint. Where they're able to get one extra play and Vance is just not able to generate it and that ends up going and I think what will happen this week that's different is one of these two head coaches because they're both super aggressive is going to go for the win and get a touchdown instead of a field goal and I think that will be the difference in the game overall in the end. Uh, That's going to be what I'll predict for the most part. Uh, I will lean Cardinals here, given the fact that Cardinals are coming off a loss and motivated and Buffalo trounced the Seahawks for the most part. So I think that that's going to be what's on each team's mind. And uh, I think that this is going to be a spot where we'll go into Arizona uh, with a game against Seattle and, uh, that will be something that we'll see at least as far as if we'll get time to preview that in the week or uh, not. Uh, I honestly don't know right now. There's a lot been going on with both of us. But we're happy to share some of this season with you, uh, share some of the incredible you know, work the Cardinals have done. Here's hoping they can be able to uh, finish the game on Sunday, be able to see improvement from that step in their last game against Miami. And that'll wrap it up for us on the Revenge of the Birds podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at BlakeMurphy7. Listen to us on Spotify. We've got some cool new stuff that's going to be coming to you, hopefully at least with um, some of the podcasting platform. And we want some definite ways to be able to connect with you guys. I know we didn't get to some of the questions with Walter during our bye week. Uh, we're hopefully going to be able to at least do some sort of Q&A for the most part since we're going to have a mini buy next week. With no Cardinals, at least, that are going to, no Cardinals games, I should say, at least, uh, happening on Sunday. Uh, John, where can our listeners find you and uh, read your content?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Venerable, of course, here on the ROTB podcast with you, Blake, and then in the written forum, RevengeOfTheBirds.com. And then I do a Periscope show after every Cardinal game. Uh, which has been going well. Appreciate the support, and, and Blake and I are excited for the second half of what hopefully will be a playoff push.
0: The playoff push, the second of three playoff teams the Cardinals are playing in the span of probably about, like, it's less than 14 days, so it's going to be one of the toughest stretches of the season. We'll be back on the other side to be able to break it all down. I think you guys have a good weekend. Uh, with everything else that's been going on in the country, at least for all that, make sure that you stay safe, uh, stay with your loved ones for the most part, and uh, go Cardinals. We'll <laughs> be